You hear a knock on the door and open it to find two friendly representatives from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, otherwise known as the Mormon Church. What will you say? Will you send them away without a Christian witness, or will you engage them in a meaningful and Christ-honoring conversation? If you desire the latter, may we suggest the book, Answering Mormon's Questions by Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson. Answering Mormon's Questions is available at the Utah Christian Research Center, 579 West Galena Park Place in Draper, Utah. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. So glad you could be with us for this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Looking at the books that were given away as Christmas gifts between the years 1981 and 2017 by the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to various other general authorities in the church, as well as a number of employees of the church. That's what we're looking at in this series, and yesterday we were looking at the book Discourses of Brigham Young. This was given as a gift for Christmas of 1992. Yesterday, Eric, we were looking at the topic of the Bible. The chapter begins on page 124 of Discourses of Brigham Young, and I want to go back to a statement of Brigham Young at the bottom of page 124 when he's talking about the translation of the Bible. Let me just reread it for the benefit of our listeners who were not with us yesterday. He said, Take the Bible just as it reads, and if it be translated incorrectly, and there is a scholar on the earth who professes to be a Christian, and he can translate it any better than King James translators did it, he is under obligation to do so. And of course, we brought up yesterday that the LDS Church does have, within its ranks, some who would probably consider themselves to be Hebrew and Greek scholars, And some of them have attempted at giving a more modern rendition of the scriptures. But I wonder if anybody caught the fact that Dieter F. Uchtdorf, in general conference on April 5th, 2020, gave a speech called Come and Belong. And he cited 1 Corinthians 126. Now, the way I found this was I was reading the transcript to Dieter F. Uchtdorf's speech, and when he got to quoting 1 Corinthians one twenty six, I hit the footnote, and of course this is all electronic, which is great, it was footnote 14, and it cites 1 Corinthians one twenty six, but it said it was from the New Revised Standard Version. I can't recall a leader in the church using another translation of the Bible other than maybe the Joseph Smith translation that we talked about yesterday or the King James. This is what 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 says in the King James Version. It says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Now, 
that was not the version that he used. Instead, as you said, Bill, he used the new revised standard version, which says, consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. Now, Bill, the two versions seem to be different in the style. Why does he use this? Obviously, because the King James is very hard to understand, and this NRSV is much easier to understand. But then the question I would ask is, isn't that true? With most of the King James Version, uh, when you read these verses, sometimes they're very complicated, and it would be better to use a modern translation that has been purposely made so we can understand it in the 20th and 21st centuries. I think you're absolutely right, and I think that's probably why Dieter F. Uchtdorf decided to use the NRSV. It is easier to understand, and as you mentioned, the King James Version is sometimes very awkward and it's difficult to understand because it uses archaic language in the way its sentence structure is arranged and such. But it does raise this question. If Dieter F. Uchtdorf could use a modern translation for clarification in this one particular instance, 1 Corinthians one twenty six, why can't other leaders use it for just about all the other Bible verses that they plan to use in general conference or even in their writings? This may be something new that's going on in the Mormon church. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I wish they probably uh, did use more modern versions of the Bible because they are much easier to understand than the King James. Not taking away from the King James. Don't get me wrong, folks. I cut my teeth on the King James Version. You know, I'm very, very familiar with the language of the King James, but even I would say modern versions of the Bible are usually much more clearly understood than the King James. Off air, you made the example of, or you gave the example of of John the Baptist's head, and tell us the difference between a modern version versus the King James. Well, the King James talks about his head being brought in on a charger, uh, which is just an old word for plate. I think most people would understand the word plate much better than the word charger in the King James. But there was something else that was said on this same page, Eric, that I want to talk about before we move on. Yes, the same page of Discourses of Brigham Young. Uh, we're on page 124, and Brigham Young said, The Bible is true. It may not all have been translated aright, and many precious things may have been rejected in the compilation and translation of the Bible, but we understand from the writings of one of the apostles that if all the sayings and doings of the Savior had been written, the world could not contain them. I've had Latter-day Saints bring that passage up before, and I just think it needs to be clarified, just because it says that if every deed and every statement of Jesus was written down and put into a book, and, and, and there's hyperbole being used in this statement, obviously, but they sometimes give you the impression that those things that weren't talked about were important. And I think that's a wrong way to look at this. It's not saying that what we have in the New Testament is insufficient. I don't think that's what the writer was saying at all. It's just merely making a factual statement that there was a lot of things that Jesus said and a lot of things that Jesus did that apparently are not absolutely essential for our salvation. The Apostle John in 1 John 5, who made it very clear in his epistle that these things are written that you might know that you have eternal life. I have to assume that we have enough written and available to us that we can't find true salvation. Now, the Mormon could not agree with that, even though Brigham Young pays a lot of lip service to the Bible on these pages. 
he obviously believed there needed to be much more if a person was supposed to arrive at what Mormonism calls celestial exaltation. Now, what I want to bring out in this show, though, Eric, is the fact that when Mormon Apostle John Witso was going through the Journal of Discourses, gathering citations for this book, Discourses of Brigham Young, there were naturally a lot of things that were left out. And I can't expect him to put every pertinent quote in 26 volumes into this book, which is only a few hundred pages. But there were some significant things that I found telling that were not included in here. For instance, why didn't John Witso include what Brigham Young said in Journal of Discourses, volume 12, page 127? Brigham Young said, What man or woman on the earth, what spirit in the spirit world can say truthfully that I ever gave a wrong word of counsel or a word of advice that could not be sanctioned by the heavens? The success which has attended me in my presidency is owing to the blessings and mercy of the Almighty. Now, why would you think that John A. Witso would leave that quotation out? It seems to speak to the authority that Brigham Young had as a Latter-day prophet, certainly the second president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Could it be, and I'm just surmising here, could it be that John Witso felt that even though Brigham Young was speaking to his authority as a Latter-day prophet, it also raises the question as to some of the things that Brigham Young taught that many Latter-day Saints don't want to talk about today. For instance, if he said that he never gave a wrong word of counsel, would that be true regarding the Adam-God doctrine that he taught in 1852? Would it sanction as true what Brigham Young taught regarding blood atonement? Would it vindicate that there was life on the sun or that gold and silver grows like the hair on his head and the wheat in the field? Let's admit it, folks. Brigham Young said a lot of questionable things, and a statement like that would seem to validate a lot of those questionable statements that Brigham Young made during his period as the second president of the LDS Church. Another quote, Bill, is found in the Journal of Discourses, volume 13, page 264. He said, Brother Orson Hyde referred to a few who complained about not getting revelations. I will make a statement here that has been brought against me as a crime, perhaps, or as a fault in my life. Not here. I do not allude to anything of the kind in this place, but in the councils of the nations that Brigham Young has said, when he sends forth his discourses to the world, they may call them scripture. I say now, when they are copied and approved by me, they are as good scripture as is couched in this Bible. And if you want to read Revelation, read the sayings of him who knows the mind of God without any special command to one man to go here and to another to go yonder or to do this or that or to go and settle here or there. Now that theme seems to be very similar to the citation in Journal of Discourses, volume 12, page 127. In other words, if he had the opportunity to correct or edit something that he had said, and if he approved it, what he said was as good scripture as is couched in the Bible. 
again, going back to some of the things that Brigham Young taught during the many years he was the second president of the church. And folks, he was the president of the church longer than any other leader that the LDS church has ever had. And maybe this is why we hear so many Mormons say, stay away from the Journal of Discourses. Don't go back to the Journal of Discourses. But you've got to understand, folks, the Journal of Discourses, that's what was being taught to the LDS people in the 19th century. And they were told that what was being said was something that needed to be believed. But yet today, many Latter-day Saints seem to be embarrassed by what Brigham Young said. If you'd like to help our radio ministry out, we have a special offer during this series that you might like to consider for a generous gift of any size. We're going to send you an electronic copy of Bill's book, In Their Own Words, which is a compilation of LDS citations that's close to 400 pages in length, including some of the quotes we've used this week. All you need to do is just go to mrm.org, go to the Donate button on the right side of the top main page, and then put in your amount. In the Add a Note section, put the letters PDF, and then provide your radio station call letters. If you listen on podcasts, mention the state where you live, and that's going to help us out immensely. We will send you an electronic copy of Bill's compiled quotes in their own words within the next week. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism. How would you like to have Mormonism Research Ministry address your church on the subject of Mormonism? MRM's Bill McKeever and Derek Johnson have spoken at many Christian churches all over the country. You see, they can tailor their presentation to meet your church's needs. Anything from a one-day basic introduction to a weekend symposium. You'll find these PowerPoint presentations clear, articulate, and presented in a Christ-honoring fashion. So let your pastor know today that you'd like to have MRM speak at your church. Write us at contact at mrm.org.